the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, it's about 4 o'clock or so, four minutes after. And around this time of day, I don't know about about you, Kath, but I always need like a snack. Mm-hmm. Something. Yep. Give me something. Exactly. Just uh, right before you came in, I uh, treated myself to uh, not one, but two chocolate chip cookies. Excellent. From, from where did you get those? Home. It's very nice. And you just were in here alone, just like. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was before. Eating like some secretive beaver. <laughs> no, it was before you were in the studio. I mean, before you came in here to work today. Oh, okay. Yeah, so was it wasn't in, just no, in the no, last no, five no, minutes no, no. where you like no. pulled the black curtains of this <laughs> small box and decided to no, treat yourself. Didn't hold you back. No, no, I wasn't trying to hide huh. from you. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, you had the nuts. I know you're doing the nuts. I do the the nuts and cranberries every day. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I find it delicious. I look forward to it on the way in. Do you, though? Always on the drive-in, I think, "Mm, Mm. looking forward to that. (laughs) It's National Trail Mix Day. Oh. Yeah. Okay, fine. I wonder if they make, like, chocolate chip cookie trail mix. Yeah, they do. Do they? Which is not trail mix. There's nothing. I mean, 95% of the trail mixes out there are just dessert. Right. I mean, there's precious little nutrients happening and, you know. Well, this this energy and nutrients in chocolate, right? Okay, you're stretching it a little. No. Yeah, what? but the trail mix originally was supposed to be right, right, right. unsalted nuts and some dried fruit. Right. Now it's become, you know, you have like cinnamon toast crunch trail yeah. mix. I think trail mix has to have M&M's in it to be considered for me. Is that right? I like it like see, that. See, now, as soon as you That's put not, the M&M's no, in, it's, it's not, not trail mix. Of course it isn't. But no. it's delicious. Yeah. How about the Cajun stuff? I always, I'm always, I like, love want that, but I'm always disappointed by it. Are you? Mm-hmm. See, there was a delicious uh, offering by Target over COVID that yeah. they discontinued. That spicy, I, spicy I, Cajun. I had every day. It wasn't Cajun. What was the lime thing? It was lime something. Mm-hmm. It was very, very delicious. And then they stopped making Discontinued. it. Discontinued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sad for me. Well, anyway, everybody needs a chocolate chip cookie at around 4 o'clock. Well, good. Do you, are you feeling better? Are you energized? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I was a little... Uh, my energy wanes mid-afternoon. Sure. Doesn't yours? Yes. And of course I, it does. It yeah. always surprises me. Like, let's go. But it, sometimes it happens mid-morning and mid-evening as well. Sometimes it happens mid-show. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's trouble. But not on today's show. No, not at all. No, no. no. We, we got a good show for you here today. We do. Coming up Promise today. you. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. In the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk about caregiver support, mm. why it's so uh, crucial for mental health. Um, also, we'll be talking to our good friend, Dr. Kurt Thompson, who's a psychiatrist in private practice Dr. at 510. Uh, we'll also discuss how text messaging is replacing email. Yeah. Do you know that my dentist is now scheduling dental appointments via text? Via text yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we'll have an ode to pickle juice. 
and we'll talk about whether we really should be applauding pastors who publicly confess their sins. Mm. <laughs> well, that's quite a roster of topics there, isn't it? There's a lot coming up mm-hmm. yeah. today's show. What's your opinion about pickle juice? Uh, I think it's delicious. Yeah, I, do too. I keep some in my refrigerator at all times. Mm-hmm. Sans pickles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, There's always a jar in there. Uh-huh. I I want to use it like that, like like me not cooking, but like when the like I'll buy like a, a thing of pickles and the pickle juice is there. Yeah, I always feel like I shouldn't throw it away. You shouldn't throw it away. Keep well, it in your refrigerator. And then what do I do with it? I use it coleslaw, for t- tuna salad, coleslaw, tuna salad. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. All Chicken right. salad. All right. Fine. Any of those things just adds a nice splash. Pickle juice. So good. Brine. Good, it's mostly good marinade salt. for chicken. What really? Sure. Pickle juice marinade. Sure. I'm not sure I'd like that. Really. Like pickled chicken? Well, you're not pickling it. You're just marinating the chicken in it before you bake it. But doesn't the chicken taste like pickles then? Well, here's the thing. If you don't do it too long, it's basically just going to be like a brine. A salty Which is going to make it very moist and delicious, and Mm -hmm. I recommend it. If you leave it in there for a long time, overnight, it might taste like pickles. Pickled chicken. That wouldn't Mm -hmm. be bad. Yeah, that can't be that I think it'd be good. If you had chicken sandwich, wouldn't you like a pickle? Always. Why wouldn't you combine the two? (laughs) Okay. You sold me. All right. Very good. good. All right. Hey, uh, without further ado, uh, news stories of the day. Always a big news stories. Kath, give us the uh, top four at four. For Wednesday, John, August 31st, Mm -hmm. 2022, number one, Russia is set to shut its key Nord Stream natural gas pipeline today for maintenance, they say, and I'm using air quotes there, leaving Europe guessing again about whether supplies are actually going to restart. Plus, it's going to be getting colder. And when winter comes, the need for fuel is going to increase and people are getting pretty anxious in Europe. Uh, officials and energy executives say the continent faces years of high energy prices as countries try to replace Russian energy with limited supplies elsewhere. Alexander de Croo, prime minister of Belgium, said today Europe must brace for five to ten years of hardship. And by the way, if you're wondering about this, the U.S. needs at least two years to increase production to meet the surging demand of Europe. Um, Canada can't boost production because of their climate change legislation, which limits carbon dioxide emissions. And that, that includes a ban on new production in Quebec, where there are like gigantic reserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Wall Street Thanks, Journal. Canada. Yeah. That was not a happy story, is it? Number two. The president was happy as a clam yesterday outside his hometown of Scranton, um, saying hi to people and detailing his $37 billion plan aimed at addressing gun violence. Um, The president touted his Safer America plan, a proposal that would be funded through money included in his fiscal 2023 budget request, which does not yet have congressional approval. Um, But listen, two months to go to the midterm elections, and he chose to emphasize the need for more law enforcement officers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, quote, Americans just want to feel safe again. When it comes to public safety in this nation, the answer is not to defund the police. Oh, hallelujah. It's fund the police. Amen. Thank you. Now, can you believe mm, yeah. that the president from the Democratic Party of the United States is saying that? Were they times, like freaking out? Times change. Yeah. Number three. As you heard at the top of the hour, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, former president of the Soviet Union, died yesterday at the age of 91. Uh, You remember he forged arms reduction deals with us in the United States, um, was instrumental in bringing about the reunification of Germany. But he is despised by the Putin faction in Russia. Surely. Because when he was president, that was when they think Russia and the Soviet Union was at its weakest. Mm -hmm. President Vladimir Putin has called uh, 
the dissolution of the Soviet Union, the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. Um, in uh, Reuters today, they had an interview with several people about uh, Gorbachev. And Andrei Kolesnikov, senior fellow at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, said this. I thought it was interesting. He said, Gorbachev died in a symbolic way when his life's work, freedom, was effectively destroyed by Putin. Mm, got that right. Holy smokes. Number four. After years of delay, the Pens and Buccini Pollen finally got development rolling last September with the start of construction on that 26-story office tower that's going to be anchored by First National Bank. But they had hoped to get started on a music venue I had not heard about Mm -hmm. and an accompanying parking garage this summer. But so far, that has yet to happen. If and when it does, though, John, the indoor-outdoor venue is expected to total 90,000 square feet and be capable of handling 6,000 people. And that is your top four. At four. Did you know about this? Yes. Okay. I didn't know about the concert venue. I don't know how I missed that. Okay, a couple things. We don't need another concert venue, and we don't need another office tower. Okay, we certainly don't need another office tower. So what's the deal? Okay, but what about the 850-space parking garage? Like, what's okay, it? with as much as 51,000 square feet of retail and commercial space surrounding <clears throat> it. I. No, yeah. no, it's all a bad idea. Okay, well, it's already underway, so, you know. So the thing that's going up... Right where the arena used to be. Yeah. Is that the FSB tower or is that the parking garage? That's, I believe that's the tower. Well, they said that, that they started working on the tower back in September of last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this thing going up until the last, what, four months or so. I, I don't understand. It, really, it's been stop, start, stop, start, lawsuit, lawsuit, stop, start. So the FNB tower is going to be finished in two years. Mm-hmm. The music venue in the parking garage was supposed to be ready by the fall of next year. But if it hasn't been started yet, I can't imagine that happening. And that has to be built on top of the parking garage. Right. Right? The Pens are also hoping to have another office building. And a 400-room hotel done by the spring and fall of 2024. Good luck. No, it's just a mess. Why do we need another concert venue? How many concert venues do we have? More than enough. Well, I mean, it, this one would be operated by Live Nation. Mm-hmm. And if it, oh, only, if it only <laughs> if it only has that six... That makes it all better. If it has 6,000 people, it's a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. So that would be... I don't know. I'm always eager for a place where you can go hear a lot yep. of music. 6,000 people, what, paying $855 <laughs> per ticket. All right. John Hall I'm doesn't sorry. like it. It's the truth. Okay. Just, you know, we're getting ripped. Just All right. upside down. Topsy-turvy. Anyway, let's go. And we'll talk about Scripture next. Thank goodness. Pastor Josh Brown. Chapter and verse in Scripture. Straight ahead on the ride home. This is Christian Talk. W-O-R-D. How can your family stay faithful to the Lord as the culture darkens? What are the traits of an effective spiritual leader? And why can the gospel transform even the toughest sinners? Just a few topics John MacArthur covers in his look at the New Testament beginning to end. That's his series this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Are big drops on Wall Street making you nervous? Make no mistake, this downturn could have a serious effect on your finances. Hey, this is Ethan Lane. That's why my team and I at Accurate Solutions Group are offering you a free guide to help you take a proactive approach to the ongoing economic uncertainty. Text the word RETIRE to 412-515-3555 to receive your copy of Retiring in 
in uncertain times. If you're worried about where the economy is headed, take charge of your retirement and get your copy today. Market downturns and economic slowdowns are inevitable, but you've worked too hard to leave your life savings to chance. Discover what you can do during this down market with help from this free guide from Accurate Solutions Group. Get your copy now by texting RETIRE to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. Chapter and verse, right? Everyone always talks about chapter and verse. Pastor Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, here today to talk to us specifically about chapter and verse. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'm doing well, John, Kathy. Thanks for having me again. Always good, Josh. All right, so before we give some specific examples to kind of help people understand, let's talk about how did the Bible end up with chapters and verses anyway? Uh, through kind of a long process, um, it would there the Old Testament had had some kind of developing numbering system in the kind of latter part of the first millennia, so the 900s. There were some kind of ways that, that it would be numbered, just to give you a way to uh, quickly identify something, because they were not written that way. Neither the Hebrew or the Greek text they were they were written. They were written as letters. They were written as gospel accounts, they're written as prophetic writings, and so people recognized at some point, well, it's a lot easier to find something if I've got a little bit of an index for it. Mm-hmm. But it began to develop over time, and in the 1500s, when there was a lot more translation efforts going on to uh, to translate the Bible into people's vernacular languages, that that's when that kind of picked up steam, and in 1560, they published something called the Geneva Bible, and that was, that was the first one that had, in English at least, chapters and verses mm. all marked out in the way that we know it. So it developed, but it's now been there for so long that we are not used to seeing it without it. Mm-hmm. So the chapter and verse divisions, um, also you can add on to that the headings that yeah. we have in Scripture. So that came, I'm guessing, at a later time still. 
Yeah, and you'll notice that depending on what translation of the Bible that you're using, or if you're using a study Bible versus you know some other kind of one, you'll notice that those those are sometimes a little different. So the the little, as you said, the chapter headings or the little subheadings where it'll give you a little indication of what's this section about. Those those are put there by the translators, by the editors. Uh, they're not bad things. Again, it's simply a way to help you quickly locate a passage, so that if you're if you're thinking, oh, I I know that. I know that there's a series of parables somewhere in Mark's Gospel, and I'm not sure exactly where it is, and you start skimming through your Bible, those, those headings can be very helpful sure. in letting you quickly identify something. Or if I were to say to you, hey, Kathy, the parable that you're looking for is in Mark chapter 4, even easier, then, then you just mm-hmm. go right there. So right. they're very helpful tools. Right. Okay, so Josh, then it is a good tool. There's a, there's a lot to be said about the the nature of chapter and verse, but is in some ways the chapter and verse... Is it a, a hindrance or a stop sign in the natural flow or the narrative, the story of Scripture? I think it can be in some ways. And and I don't mean to suggest that they're bad things. You're right. Again, it's, 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 I, every Sunday when I preach, I ask people to open up their Bibles to a particular passage, and, yeah. and that makes it very easy for them to do so, whether you're using your app or, or whatever. And if I tell you, hey, my favorite Bible verse is this. So they're very, very good things. It can tend to somewhat atomize uh, scripture, though. It breaks it down into these little chunks. It, it wasn't it wasn't written in those ways, and sometimes we can uh, sometimes we can totally isolate them and make, miss the larger train of thought that's happening. Or I'm sure we've all seen examples where somebody can pull one, perhaps entirely out of context, yep. and present it to almost say something that it doesn't mean at all. But the bigger thing is you, you just you do lose some of the flow of it. Um, the historical books, for example, in the Old Testament, um, you know, were written to be read a- as these accounts. And there are some, uh, there's, there are different versions of the Bible you can find published without those things. Some publishing houses have what they call like a reader's version that doesn't have those. And, and I've been, it, for as many times as I've read something like Exodus, say, uh, the times that I've sat down with a reader's Bible, it just it, it reads more like a novel. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the same exact text, but there's just, there's something different about encountering it that way, where my even just my eyes and my brain are not pausing every time I see a big number and a small number, and I look at the footnotes and things. You, you're reading, this is what Moses said, and this is what they did. It, uh, for as familiar as you are with the, the words there, it can present it in a different way. And the pauses tend to make us think that there's a different thought or we're moving on to a different thing when that's not necessarily the case. Or sometimes that division can even um, can even set you up as a reader to think that the writer's making a different point than maybe he is. So this is the first there are tons of examples of this. Um, but the first one that just popped into my mind was Ephesians 5. Now, this is not the difference. And of course, you already know what I'm talking about. But this is not the difference in a chapter, the transition from chapter to chapter. This is a transition that from one sent one section that's headed a certain way and then a different heading that sets up the next section. But let, so let me just break it down for people who are listening. So this is Ephesians five and I'll start with verse 21. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then verse 22 says, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord for the husband's the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands love your wives anyway. But the submit to one another out of reverence for Christ is in a different section 
than the wives submit to your husbands. So mm-hmm. oftentimes when you see people quote this passage, they start with verse 22, Josh, instead of 21, and it's like an artificial block in there. What do you, what do you say about that? What's your reaction? Well, you, you, you just picked one of the hot topic ones for sure. Right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to set you up there. No, no, Bring no, us no, home, no, Josh. That's why I thought of it, though, because it's been discussed so much. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, that, that is, that is, I say that because that is one of the strongest examples of what you're saying there right now. The, the chapter and number divisions and the headings and things, those, those were not inspired. Those, those were put there over time by people. And again, I'm, I'm being careful. I'm not saying they're not helpful. Um, but those were put there uh, by people later at times to help us quickly and locate and identify something. And you're right. It's, it's, it's at least important to ask the question, does that interrupt a train of thought that is not meant to be interrupted? At the very least, you have to ask that question. Now, again, in that particular case that you cited there, people are going to answer that a little bit differently. There will some who will say, no, Paul is changing gears and beginning to do something. There are others who will say, no, you, putting it there creates an artificial division into the, his train of thought right there. So if nothing else... You, you ought to at least uh, ask yourself those questions or just in, try encountering the text in a way that, that reads straight through. As I said, there you, you can find different versions where uh, the reader's Bible. And, and in the letters, it's an especially interesting thing to do sometimes. Now, most of the letters are not long. Ephesians is not a particularly long letter. You just sit down there and read that. Uh, and, and that's what Paul uh, said the church was to do with it anyway. When he, he said, when you receive this letter, see that it is read out loud in the churches. So they would have they would have not done, you know, a 10-month series in Ephesians going through it one verse at a time. Someone would have gotten a letter, stood up, read it straight through to the church, probably read it a few times, and maybe they did go back and get into it in more depth. But the first time that people encountered it uh, almost certainly would have been somebody getting up and just saying, this is a letter we just got from Paul, mm-hmm. here it is, and read it straight through. Right. Now, Josh, uh, I'm glad you brought up the Reader's Bible. Now, I have never used the Reader's Bible, but, I mean, years and years ago, I mean, this was on cassette tape when I had my first sort of audio Bible. And, you know, it was just someone, it was it was a narrator reading the Bible. And I was blown away by it. I mean, I just, it was like, you know, the scales were off my eyes in some way. It was, yeah. it was something fresh and new to me. It does. It, it really presents it in a whole different way. I, here's, a, here's a little uh, example that, that I had here with me that was uh, a couple years ago. We were preaching, I was preaching through a series on First John. Now, First John in particular is a letter that uh, there, there's a lot of scholarship, a lot of people believe that was written as a sermon uh, meant to be distributed to. It's not written to a particular congregation like a lot of Paul's letters, that it was, you know, it was read, written with this idea of here, when you receive this in your church, have somebody read this, almost as if it were uh, a sermon. And we were doing a series where we were going through it, basically verse by verse. And now there was one, we were doing it, it was a winter time, there was one particular Sunday where uh, we'd had a pretty bad snow or ice storm here in the city, and we have two services in the morning on Sundays and one on Sunday evening. Well, the two in the morning were so bad, nobody could get in, so we canceled those ones. We kept the one in the evening, and I was trying to think through I don't know if I want to keep the series going, because the morning folks, we're going to get staggered here, we'll get weeks off Anyway, it was a decision I made. I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read First John to people. That's what, that was it. That's what it was written to be used for. That's how it was used. Mm-hmm. And so I just got up and just, I told them, I told the folks that were there that night, this is what we're gonna do. Cool. And I read through First John. And I'm not a professional audiobooks reader, so there's people who can do it way better than I, I can. Uh, but I, John, to your point, I had a number of people afterwards say <laughs> that was really something. That's cool. I just. 
I just listened to First John. It didn't take long, 20 minutes maybe. Uh, and wow, I've never heard it that way before. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, there's something you to be said about it. You hear it differently. You think it differently. Right. And you would imagine, you know, I mean, early, if you were fortunate to be around someone, you know, in a monastery or something, and they had a Bible, and maybe they gathered for Bible readings once in a while to hear it like that for people who, who couldn't read or, of course, didn't have their own copy of the Bible. And there's God's Word in a whole new, fresh way in its original context. Yeah. It, it is, and everyone is going to be a little different. So for the Psalms, if you're looking at those, I mean, they really do, most of them are relatively short, so it really does come across as a prayer or the lyrics to a song, which is what many of them were anyway, rather than a series of, like, couplets that are numbered. Um, or if you're reading the historical books, as I said, and you're reading through, I don't know, the accounts of Joseph, I mean, it reads much more like... Um, like like a novel of sorts yeah. Right? Yeah. instead of instead of you know you're breaking it up into these little chunks it's all right well what happened next and this is, <laughs> this is actually a very exciting story where's it cool. going yeah Josh Brown's with us. He's the pastor of Belfield Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Um, let's take another example uh, from Scripture, Josh. I thought of First um, Corinthians 13. So we hear it a lot in weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I don't know how many weddings you've preached, but I bet the majority of them probably have First Corinthians 13 oh, in it. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but what ha- what Paul's talking about before that and after that is not about marriage, Right, it's right. it's about spiritual yeah. gifts. So, so just talk about how thirteen fits in with the rest, and what we might lose if we don't know what's on the beginning and the end. Kathy, that's that's another fantastic example. I have, you're right. I don't know what the percentage is, but I have a lot of couples who say we would like to have First Corinthians thirteen, if not the whole thing, at least maybe verses four through seven. You know, mm-hmm. read at the wedding. I say, great, it's a wonderful passage. And I usually say, Let, let's talk a little bit about the context of that because you're right. It, it didn't show up on its own on the inside of a Hallmark card. Uh, it's in it's in the context of a much larger thing. And the way that I, that example, the way I encourage people to look at it is that going as far back as chapter 11, really, chapters 11 through 14 are really about how the Spirit of God enables the people of God to live when they are together. So in chapter 11, you have some talk about worship. In chapter 12, you have that famous imagery of the body with many parts and different functions. Mm-hmm. In chapter 13, you have this is what love looks like. It's active. It's a way of being and behaving together. And then in chapter 14, you have a, a, a return to the conversation about worship. So it is, it is a very kind of a comprehensive discussion of how does the Spirit of God enable the people of God to live when they are together? And love is quite literally at the heart of that conversation. Right. So we miss out if we don't get the whole thing. Yep. I think you do. It's it's a wonderful chapter. It certainly can stand on its own. It can. But you're right. If you think this was written, if you if you do think, hey, Paul Paul drafted up uh, one paragraph thing to be used uh, for every future wedding uh, that people have. <laughs> it, that no, that's not the context for it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of truth in there that you can offer up to a husband and wife and encourage them to live into, but. It's also something that the three of us could talk about. What's, what's this look like for us as the people of God to live together into? Pastor Josh Brown, we're talking about chapter and verse. Josh joins us from Belfield Presbyterian Church. It's in the Oakland neighborhood, a city church right across from the University of Pittsburgh. Josh, um, you got to feel uh, energized. Students are back, and uh, Pitt, CMU, Carlo, you name it. Uh, they're on Fifth Avenue. Belfield's right in the mix of it all. 
We are, and it is a, it is a good time when all the university communities start filling back up again, and things seem to, to kind of get a sense of vibrancy around here. At the same time, we are a congregation uh, with people coming from all over the Pittsburgh area. So uh, it, it's for those who have been with us all through the summer when things quieted down, it's great to see that that new life for students who are new to the area. We've been uh, doing all we can to just welcome them in, let them know that they have a place where they can be loved and. Uh, experience uh, God's grace and, and learn about Him together. So it's a, it's an exciting time at the beginning of the semester. A lot of great opportunities, and, and we're trying our best to follow the Lord's leading and reaching out to them. Fabulous. Well, Josh, it's always a pleasure. You bring something new and uh, different to our our thoughts, and uh, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks again. Well, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good time. I'll talk to you soon. Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church. Take a quick break. Come back. Today is the 25th anniversary of the passing of Princess Diana. That's If next. you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Text the word BETTER to 48542. Get a free copy of the number one best-selling book, The Great Devaluation, when you text BETTER to 48542. So they can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. With the crazy state of the world right now, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. Text the word BETTER. Better to 48542 now. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. Text the word better to 48542 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. You ever see those really amazing videos of uh, salmon swimming upstream? There they are, these beautiful fish literally flying through the air against hard currents on their way to live for the next generation. And life can feel like that sometimes, right? We're all swimming upstream against harsh odds to live another day. And so, in this downturn, these really weird economic times, a cash-out refinance may be the breathing room you need to lighten your load. With newfound money, a cash-out refinance from United Faith Mortgage can help you pay off some debt and give you some money to set aside for a better financial shape. The Faith and Family Mortgage Team at United Faith Mortgage will help you untangle any questions or any anxiety about the process. The small team with the big backing makes United Faith Mortgage the preferred mortgage provider here at Word FM. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Visit Blindster now through September 8th to save 50% off any order during their Labor Day sale. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
Clear skies expected for tonight. It'll be good weather for sleeping. Tonight we'll see a low of 60. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. A nice day on tap with a high of 80. Clear skies for tomorrow night. Great evening for football, the low 58. As we wrap up the week Friday, we'll see mostly sunny skies. Expect a high Friday of 83. Saturday, partly sunny, the high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We oddly live in a celebrity-obsessed culture, and few figures in the public eye are as revered, photographed, and ultimately, I say, uh, believe driven to her death by celebrity culture than Princess Di. And I was uh, surprised to read that today is the 25th anniversary of the death of Princess Diana. I mean, I can't believe it's been Mm -hmm. that long. Um, if you were alive during the introduction of, of Diana to the world public and followed along with her you know, triumphs and travails, her heartbreak, the the whole royal thing. The infidelity of her husband, the setup of their marriage, the, you know, humiliation she felt when he confessed publicly that he'd had an affair with someone who was who he loved before he ever knew her. Right. I mean, it was a sordid, tawdry mess that the media and by association, you and I and anyone who's ever picked up a tabloid. Of course, this was pre-internet age, but it was fodder for the Mm -hmm. world. And she was the main course. And ultimately, I mean, she died being chased by the paparazzi. I mean, you just can't picture it any other way. And that it was a, a world tragedy story that we all fed on celebrity and drove someone to their death. I don't know. Um, the royals, uh, certainly their place in the world is uh, will continue on. And uh, I think, you know, not being a Brit, but, you know, like, like all Americans, in some ways fascinated by the royals and, and repelled and by it exactly as well. Exactly, both things. It seems very strange. Um, we have nothing really like that in America. Mm-mm. Nothing that even comes the close. The I guess. That kind yeah, of right, right. But the Kennedy, it's not quite the same, but that's... It comes with its own dollop of tragedy, doesn't it? Does, it yeah. sure does. Yeah. And in both cases, I think the public wastes little pity on them because they feel like their wealth is such that this is the price they pay. Right. Well, certainly it was a deal with the devil, was it, was. it not? Uh, it was. That she was plucked out of obscurity, seemingly so, and for mm-hmm. her beauty and poise and charm and a natural ease that people connected with right away, as opposed to the stuffy sort of closed um, aura of the Prince Charles and the Queen and all, all those, that it was easy to fall in love with Princess Diana. It was, but then, yes, it was, for sure. And she lived in... Many, many ways a tragic life. Um, but I didn't realize until the last, I don't know, when I started looking into it a decade ago, that she is from a uh, royal family. Yeah. So it's not like she was, it's not like My Fair Lady. No. You know, she was selling she wasn't flowers Doodle. and, you know. Apples ne- on the street corner. Right, and needed some work with her dictation, or no, her diction, no. or her dictation. <laughs> Probably both were bad. No, it wasn't like that. I mean, she was from a famous family with... A, incredible land yes. in a castle and everything like that. Right, so, right, right. But she didn't have a lot of choice in marrying Charles, and apparently he didn't either. <laughs> Gosh, what a weird setup. Very, very strange. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. It Come is back. 25 years. Wow. Yes, passed by ever so quickly.
All right, coming up next, uh, you heard about the latest pastor who's come uh, under fire. Um, when he announced that he was taking a leave of absence, what did he get? Standing ovation. We'll talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. This week, Chuck Swindoll continues his teaching series on the Holy Spirit called Flying Closer to the Flame. When you have Christ, you have the Spirit. And when you have the Spirit, you have the anointing. You have a sixth sense. It is something that the worldling does not have because he doesn't have the Spirit. Hear Chuck Swindoll teach about the power and influence of God's Spirit. This week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Glendale, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the Endless Summer Sale, August 26th through September 5th, and get 30% off paints and stains with prices starting at $29.39. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And, of course, 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. In the many, many years we have been producing this show, we've seen a, a parade <laughs> of pastors. One indiscriminate fault passed by us, one after another. One I, after I, another. And you it's not limited to a denomination. No. Or to, you know, any kind of theological tradition. No. It's just Equally peppered and all over Christendom. Yes. Now, of course, 
I believe that this is the tiny, tiny, tiny majority. I agree. Generally, you know, the pastor, we just talked to an excellent pastor. The pastor is filled with many wonderful Mm-hmm. Christ-loving men and women who do their absolute best for their congregation, unheralded day in and day out. Yep. But that there's something about when you are lauded and you are risen above the crowd somehow and given an esteemed position where some your notoriety and perhaps connections and money, all these temptations... Mm-hmm. Well, just it's that human com- nature that are common to every person. Yes, it comes into a pastor's life, and and it can be of a in a high volume. It's poison. It's cancer into a pastor's life. So today we present you again with this is an unusual this is, situation. This is a weird one. Okay. This is a weird one. Matt Chandler is a pastor of a a um, network of churches. It's not a denomination. It's a network of uh, called Acts Twenty Nine. And he pastors a church in uh, in the Dallas area of Texas. Big church. Big church. Almost 5,000 people. And he has a huge YouTube presence. Very large uh, selection of his work and preaching that you can log on that, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people log on to. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Chandler is a good preacher. And he he had, uh, as I remember... A particular type of brain cancer um, at uh, one point in his ministry, and was ha- is recovered from that, uh, and so has a lot of real world experience in a lot of suffering and difficulty. Um, and so it was uh, with sadness that I saw that he was the latest pastor that was accused of something. Now, what's weird about this story, and this is not to be gossipy, I just kind of want to want to give you the background. Well, it's here. everywhere. It is everywhere, um, but I still don't want to be gossipy um, because we don't know exactly what happened. He's taken a leave of absence from his church because uh, he brought to light a relationship he had with a woman online that was not, he said, romantic or sexual, but um, was frequent and uh included some coarse language no idea what coarse language means no idea what frequent means but uh he did bring it to the attention of the elders at the church the elders uh looked at his social media history um and his phone but also they instantly hired a law firm to do an investigation and everybody somehow decided uh, that it was good for him to step away and kind of get a grip on things now what's weird about it is i'm not sure what he was apologizing for when he got up in front of the church on sunday and explained the situation um he stood before the congregation he admitted to inappropriate text interactions with this woman and announced he was taking a leave of absence he said uh that it was non-romantic, as I said, non-sexual, um, but he did not give any more details. And so there's just a lot of question marks that uh, come up. A couple questions I have, which would be, if it wasn't romantic and sexual, then what is the deal? Is he not allowed to be friends with a woman? He said in his um, talk with the congregation that his wife knew about this and the woman's husband knew about this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, you and I talk like it's our whole job, which right. it is. Right. So. You know, is all of a sudden in this church, is it not okay for men and women to be friends? Is it well, not? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Right. I mean, but there's there's got to be a, a different standard, I believe, right? For, for the pastor? Why? Well, because he's a pastor. Well, 
So that, so that means, though, in your reasoning, that there's something wrong with men and women being friends. No, I don't believe that that's true. Um, I, again, now, this is purely on our yeah. point, all speculation. So we don't know. Um, a pastor has a different relationship because he's the pastor and people that are he is connected with he's presenting he is presenting the word of god so there is a standard he's and, and it's not a it's not like a, a catholic church where the priest is something else but he is lifted there's a there's a built-in i, I don't know how to explain it any better but he's different than you and i okay so if he's different and is not allowed friendships with women. I'm not saying he's not allowed. Okay. But but because he is the pastor and the relationships that he has with any I'm sure like like my pastor. He probably has relationships that are deeply intimate. He knows things about so many people's I'm sure. stories. Yeah. That there is a it's a it's a certain style and a certain relationship that is unusual than most people have. So he's not like a regular guy. So there has to be different rules for the pastor, I believe. And so the relationships that flow from that by association are just different. So you, our relationship is very deep and very intimate. And we work together. It's non-sexual and there's nothing of that at all. But we are deeply connected in this relationship because we do something here in this room every day. Mm-hmm. A pastor, though, I okay, don't but, see it working. Okay. Uh, my, okay, okay, but if that's the case, then you see how women in the church would not have the same access to the pastor as men do. No, I, I'm not sure. I don't. I can't. Um, I think that's what you're saying. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm but I think that's what I think that's the outgrowth of what you're saying. I'm, I think that's the might be the unintended consequence of what you're saying. I think if 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 a woman wanted to talk to the pastor about something that was intimate and personal, her marriage, her career, her children, her you could have that relationship and still not tip it into. But he can't be friends with women. He can be friends with women. See, it's dice. It's, it's different, it's right? It's very, there's an intricacy here and a subtlety that I can't define. Obviously, look at me, you see me stumbling here. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's different because he's a pastor and it's lifted because he's a pastor. He can still be friends, but you would not be friends with your pastor like you're friends with me. No, but I'm not friends with anybody like I'm friends with you. So it's not like I can't liken that to something else. Do you know what I mean? It's. All I know is that because of the Billy Graham rule, which has been much discussed um, and was certainly instituted by Reverend Graham and the people around him for every good reason. As a protection. And a wonderful protection. On both sides. The unintended consequence is that whether it's a pastor, whether it's Billy Graham, whether it's the president of a company or whatever it is, women then are excluded, are excluded somehow. somehow, right? right, so, right. so you can than. you can have a business lunch I with a guy, that. but you can't have a business lunch with a woman See, with no. a woman. Or you can travel with a guy, but you can't travel with a woman. In my from my perspective, and maybe this is colored by the fact that, you know, there aren't any women in the department I work in here. Um and it hasn't been since I started, other than when Christy was here for a short time. Christy. Um you're either coworkers or you're not coworkers. Right. 
And if you're going to see gender first and say, oh, I can't possibly look at you the same way because you're a woman, because I'm I'm too distracted by you or I'm too I don't trust myself or whatever, then you need <laughs> right, to get right, your right. act together. Yeah. That's, that's your problem. That is. That is but your you're problem. making it the woman's problem. Right. I understand. And it's not the woman's this problem. This is very complex. Yeah, I 100 percent. I'm with you on this. But there's something about a pastor that it's all I can say is it's different. It it Mm -hmm. has to be looked at differently. I don't know if it is. Anyway, we have to go to a break. But the ironic thing about this is that wasn't even the part I wanted to talk about. Because the part I wanted to go into (laughs) is how when Matt Chandler announced that he was leaving to go on on, – on, I don't know, whatever he called it. He's going to take some time off. He got a standing ovation, which is like probably the off the top of my head, maybe the fifth pastor I can think of who has admitted something that was morally questionable and ended up getting a standing ovation out right, of it. Right. Okay. Well, which is, there's something weird about that too. What is it? What is it about us that we, te- what, why are we applauding? Someone who has admitted now, Matt Chandler has not admitted sin. No. So he's in a different situation right now. But all the other ones we're talking about, admitted they've admitted this. sin. Why are they getting standing ovations? Okay, but wait. Here's the weird thing: that this all came to light because Matt Chandler's friend approached him and said, "I know you're talking oh, was, to my it friend." Was, it was the friend of yes, it was a friend of the woman. Right. I know you're talking to my friend, right. and something's not quite right here. So we better talk. And about so this. to give Matt Chandler credit, he's the one he that took forward. his phone. And went to the elders and said, hey, you look at this. So I give him credit for that. So maybe I don't look at him as morally compromised at this point. I look at him not being able to figure out who his friends are. I applaud you. (laughs) You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream bed sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. We can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse, it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well... 
You know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. All right, match handler redux. Right, so before the uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, Dallas pastor Matt Chandler and how he's decided to step away because of some inappropriate conversations he's had with some woman, and but it's not romantic and it's not sexual, so I can't figure out why it's inappropriate, but whatever, there were very few details given. I want to move on, though, to the next question, which is, what is this compulsion that congregations have that when their pastor gets up and admits to some sort of infidelity um, and that infidelity could be sexual or it could be, and you know, that he was unfaithful to the church or unfaithful to, you know, his salary package or his agreement with the church, whatever it is, he's unfaithful to. He admits it. He is very, you know, outwardly repentant. Um, and then he gets a standing ovation from his church. Because now, this has it. happened at least, I mean, off the top of my head, I didn't look into I mean, five times I can think of this has happened. I'm sure it's a case-by-case basis. But when you see someone who is publicly repenting, I think most people would, you know, you go, that's my, especially if that's your pastor, your heart breaks a little bit with and for him, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying you're, you know, put them on your shoulders and walk them around the town square. But at the same time, you are showing some compassion and empathy I think it's weird. for someone. I get it. I think it's I, weird. Okay, here's the thing. If you were, it's hard for you to put yourself in the situation. But say you were the woman who he who someone had an affair with, not Matt Chandler. Right, right, right. Because Matt Chandler is not accused of this. But if there was a pastor, um, like many others I can think of, who had an affair with somebody in the church, he gets a standing ovation. What does she get? Shamed. Exactly. Pushed out of the church. Right, right. right. Okay, so there was an article in Christianity Today just last night uh, by Dave Miller, and it's a very short piece, but he mentioned something pastor, in here. Right? He's a pastor himself, yeah. and he said he recently uh, retired, and he'd been at his uh, church in Sioux Falls for uh, 17 years. Mm-hmm. He said, I did what I've done week after week, Sunday after Sunday. I preached a text of scripture. And after church, they had a potluck and had fellowship. And everybody was loving toward him and toward his wife. And everybody was sorry they were leaving and all of that. And he said it was a wonderful way to wrap things up. What I didn't receive was a standing ovation. Okay? Which he said he didn't want. But he says this at the end of the article. He said, if a sinner is genuinely repentant, he doesn't want a standing ovation. No, no, right. And if he isn't, he doesn't deserve it's one. The last thing he needs. He doesn't deserve one. Right. So this should be something that doesn't happen. Right. Well, you know, the standing ovation, 
is a weird thing. And it's a new thing in American culture, right? I mean, as a former actor, there was a time when if you got a standing ovation, you earned it. Mm. Now, you know, everybody gets a standing ovation. It's like everybody gets a trophy. You go to any show, for the most part, everyone's, and you go, it's cheap. It's all cheapened. It's all, you know, so we're all happy to jump to our feet now. Yeah, yippee. And it, it just hollows it out. Who wants a standing ovation? Well, so if you don't want a standing ovation, first no. of all, and if you are truly repentant for something you did, that's a, that would be horrifying to see. Of course. Right? Hopefully that you would recognize exactly. that. Exactly. You would say, everybody sit down. Yeah, please. I'm so sorry. But what is it about us in a congregation that what that makes us want to do that? It's just we're not recognizing what's happened. Right. And we're definitely prioritizing our guy over anyone else he's hurt. Everybody wants a hero. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Code Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Justice Department says Donald Trump's request for a special master to review the documents seized by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago is unnecessary. According to a new court filing, the Justice Department already completed its review of potentially privileged documents. It said that a special master was therefore unnecessary and that the presidential records that were taken from the Florida estate do not belong to Trump. The DOJ also claims that government records were likely concealed from prosecutors and efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. What else corresponded Greg Cluxton, the former president, claims the government records in his possession were declassified. In health news, the U.S. authorizing its first update to COVID-19 vaccines. The booster shots will target today's most common Omicron strain. And those shots could begin within days. This is SRN News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 940 6161. That's 1 800 940 6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 940 6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 
It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things, Saturday, September 3rd at Wild Things Park as they take on the Windy City Thunderbolts at 7.05. Come early for the 20th anniversary poster series giveaway to the first 1,000 fans while supplies last. And stick around as players share personal stories of faith and testimony after the game. And stop by the Word FM table to say hi. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. It's gonna be wild. Saturday, September 3rd. Get tickets now at wordfm.com slash wildthings. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here from A New Beginning. You know, we're excited about our partnership with a oneplace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline, without Wi-Fi with the One Place app. Now more than ever, don't you think we need to get God's Word into our lives? So let His Word fill you with hope in your office, in your home, or in your car, or wherever you are at oneplace.com. Clear skies expected for tonight. It'll be good weather for sleeping. Tonight we'll see a low of 60. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. A nice day on tap with a high of 80. Clear skies for tomorrow night. Great evening for football. The low 58. As we wrap up the week Friday, we'll see mostly sunny skies. Expect a high Friday of 83. Saturday, partly sunny. The high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Remember your first email, your first email account, and how incredibly powerful that felt. Oh, I got an email. And then, you know, your friends and your family, your business associates would send you emails. And then you started getting flooded with emails from retailers and every Tom, Dick, and Harry who wanted to connect with you, you were giving out your email. So then people started to do, you know, a work email, a business email, a friend email. You know, some people I know have five, six, ten different email accounts. Now, that same thing has happened to the beloved text message. Today I got a text message from my dentist and from my pharmacist. Saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, well, let's connect. Here's blah, 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 blah. I got one from Pier 1 Imports. Oh. And from Bed Bath & Beyond. Now, you gave them your phone number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in exchange for getting 10%, 10% off my order or something, which, of course, I've regretted bitterly every day since. Now, you can stop those. Just right, stop. You can just hit stop and you're good to go, which I haven't done with those two. But right. You're right. Text messaging, text messaging is the new email. It is. It really, really is. Now, uh, apparently, um, the next time that uh, Apple, if you've got an iPhone, does a new, you know, iOS upgrade, Update. there's um there's going to be changes to your email. I'm sorry, to your text messaging, where you can separate them, you can um, unread them, you can sort of divide things and have nice. a little more power over this kind of stuff, okay. right? Uh, stop the text, of course. Um, 
it's again, it just seems so intrusive and way too much. There's a lot going on. Do you get notifications? Yes. I do. I choose not to. Never. Ever. Everyone's always asking for notifications. Let me tell you about this thing. Let me tell you about that. I mean, I select which ones I want. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, I don't have notifications from retailers or things like that, but I would have notifications like if you called me, it would say missed call or you know what I mean? Okay, that's it. That's that's the only thing I have. But like, like news updates, that kind of stuff, I don't want that. Hmm. I do, you know, I don't have those on my phone. I have those on my iPad, though. Because, again, the default is is that you're going to get them all, mm-hmm. right? You have to figure out how to turn them off. Right. Here's another thing that I really just have to say out loud that I present about <laughs> contemporary life is that whenever anything goes wrong, say, like, for example, I just discovered a couple days ago um, that I have been being billed for <laughs> the Paramount streaming service. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> since I canceled it in yeah, February. So I canceled uh-huh. it in the month of February yeah. so that I would not have it any longer. And I didn't realize that I was still getting charged in the intervening, mo- intervening mm. months, nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they owe me like 60 bucks. But you told them to stop. I told them to stop. But they kept on. But they kept on. And you thought they were, so you weren't watching right. it because okay. you were right. done. I, I thought I was done. Right. So uh, now to have that fixed, it's my job. To do that, right? right? So I have to figure out who am I going to who am I going to call? Right, there's no eight hundred number. I'm not going to call Paramount. No, right? so I'm going to have to call Apple, or I'm going to have to. T- I've Good fig- luck with that. Figure out a way to text someone at Apple. That money's gone. To say so, how do I do this? So it's going to take me probably an hour of my personal time to figure out how to get in touch with someone to stop charging me for this and to figure out how to get my money back, or maybe more than an hour. You multiply that by the fact that you know my gas bill was wrong, or Right. You know, I I, Find I, someone I, I paid Jeff the plumber uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. and he put my check into the ATM, and the ATM ate it, mm-hmm. didn't show up. Right. So instantly, when he realized it wasn't on the receipt, he went into the bank teller, yeah, and said, "Hey, make this right. Can, can you just go open up the ATM and get this check out?" And she said, "Oh, we don't own the ATM." What? The bank doesn't own the ATM. The bank, she said, "Oh no, those are leased by an outside vendor." So you have to we, go someplace we else. don't have any access to. You're like it's this in the is lobby a of the bank. bank, right? This is a bank. So it took him a whole week of trying to get in touch with the outside oh my vendor gosh. to figure out how to do. And the outside vendor was like, "Oh no, we can't find your check." And so then he's like, "Well, now what do I do?" So the check's gone. I, you know, I wrote it. Right. You want to so, write another check? So this has taken hours of our time him trying to talk to this outside vendor who works the atm him trying to talk to the bank which is a different bank than i have trying to figure out what to do about the Check checks the isn't yeah so everything is your job yeah, to you figure, figure out. it out right because we're not going to make it easy for nope. you because we've got your cash right i mean this this age we live in is so difficult and because we're like first generation you and i we're the first generation. Like, like recently, my, my kid said to me, and, and he was being kind, but I was sitting, <laughs> I was texting, first gen, you know, uh, so that kind of same thing. That maybe in the next generation they'll figure this this flow out you just talked about. Mm-hmm. But there I'm sitting texting publicly, like on a bench somewhere. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? With <laughs> very strangely, John t- texts with his index finger. <laughs> I'm using my finger. 
Now, I know, like, people are texting with their thumbs. Yes. I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. My kid, he leans over the ring and goes, Dad, it's so embarrassing. Like, now I'm self-conscious texting. Right. First-generation old guy texting, feeling bad about my right. communication. Like I'm holding like a, a quill and a feather. <laughs> I mean, I don't Like your carrier pigeon is aging. How do you You're text? Not sure let what me to see do. your text. Pick up your phone. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. What are you doing? All right. Hold on. Using your thumb? Yeah, I always use my thumb. I use, I use this one finger. I know. And what's... <laughs> What's weird about it I know. is that it's not even your dominant hand. I know it's not. I, I'm that doesn't make any sense. I'm just wired oddly. I'm, I'm left-handed, but I'm texting with yeah, my so right index. Yeah, so when I'm texting, I don't, I don't understand that. You're texting with your th- both thumbs. Yeah, both thumbs. Well, Lottie does. Well, I <laughs> Gary, Gary, please. You, uh, you, you, you and I are very similar in our age. When you're texting, are you, what are you? How you, how are you texting? Uh. Both thumbs. Both thumbs. What is uh-huh. wrong with you but, guys? I mean, sometimes if I'm holding the phone with only one hand and a cup of coffee in the other, I'll text with just my right thumb. It, it seems slow to me. Mm-hmm. One. Wait. My index finger one could probably C- be Gary, two. are you right-handed? Yeah. Okay. Imagine texting exclusively with your left index finger. That's nuts. <laughs> That's what John does. <laughs> I don't get it. All right. It's just weird. It's a strange uh-huh. world we live in. All right. Let us take a break. Hey, what? The psychiatrist is up next. Yes, he Here we can is. go there. Yes. Take all your worries and troubles. We'll ask him why you do that. The doctor is in. Kurt Thompson, the soul of desire. What are we talking about next? Oh, we're talking about... Inquiring. Inquiring minds want to know. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. What's the world seeking today? Pleasure, prosperity, you name it. If you want to be conformed to the likeness of Christ, if you want to be a godly person, you must seek those things that are godly. Set your mind, fix your thoughts on the things above, on Christ, not on the things of this world. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Before Bamboo HR... feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up. Hedge against inflation and the downturn in the stock market. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help make an investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you are an SEC-accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. The U.S. government needs your investment in oil, and you are allowed to write off on your taxes nearly 100% of your investment this year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to 150 a barrel. Call 1-800-544-1221. Encore Energy is a very active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 1-800-544-1221. Encore Energy. That's 1-800-544-1221. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Dr. Kurt Thompson is back with us. Kurt's a regular guest on our show. He's written several fine books. The latest is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. And uh, Dr. Thompson, welcome back to the show. How are you? My goodness, John, Kathy, it's so great to be with you. And uh, I I do first, I want to say, John, I I so appreciate and empathize with the critique that you have been taking for how it is that you try to communicate with your cell phone and when it comes to texting. Kurt, Kurt could you could you give us some clinical analysis of John's situation, please? It's fine. Well, I, you know, I, I, I want to say, like, I have two adult children, and they are, I mean, I'm trying to text, and, you know, and I, I kind of give up on the whole thumb thing. And so I try to voice text, and my kids are looking at me like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you're talking, like, they look at me as if, like, I'm, I'm talking on a dial-up phone. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's this mm-hmm. bad, because I'm like, well, what do you mean? They, well, why, why don't you do it with your thumbs? Yeah. Like, please. Please. Now, now Please Kurt, don't. you are a learned you man. Start, you, you don't look. You don't want to start. I, I tell them like you don't want to go down that road with the psychiatrist. Like you don't know. <laughs> you don't want to have that conversation with me because sooner or later I'm going to be charging you money. And you're going to be paying. You're going to wonder where all your money's gone. And I'm just, it's just not. You know. I, I just have empathy. I have empathy for someone who is critiqued. That is I, really I do think it's, I do th- I, I will say I do have empathy for you. It's still a little weird that you're kind of like doing the index word thing. I mean, it's it's just a little odd. It is, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, at this point, I'm going to my grave like this. Again, if you, could, if you we, could, if we you, do what we can. Yes. If you could set aside 50 minutes at the conclusion of our show, John would like to sit down and talk about yeah. some things. Index fingers. Uh, Okay, so we're talking about Chapter 9 of your book today. And for those of you yeah. watching on our uh, YouTube uh, stream, which we encourage you to do at the word Pittsburgh, you can mm-hmm. see a copy of Kurt's book here. Um, I want to start off with a uh, an unusual, to me it was an unusual um, interaction I had with some new neighbors um, last week, Kurt, so check this out. So my husband and I were meeting some of our neighbors and uh, these are neighbors that we don't know. We've seen them for several years, you know, passing, hi, whatever. But we actually stopped to talk to them. It ended up to be a protracted conversation. It was really enjoyable. Two hours we talked to them. Wow. Um, and it was great. At the conclusion of the two hours, we walked away. We were walking home. And I said, well, that was kind of unusual. And my husband said, yeah, it was unusual. And here's what was unusual about it. In the two-hour time, they didn't ask us a single question. 
Now, I know that, you know, because of my job, I'm used to asking people questions and I'm and I'm able to get people to talk. And, you know, so I'm but it was we walked away. Strangely, I unsatisfied is one word unknown, kind of an and I don't want to say annoy. That's a little too strong of what we were. But like a little it seemed weird. It seemed I don't know. It didn't seem like they were glad. I, I don't know what it seemed. What, what, what do you What do you think when you when you hear that? Well, I, uh, I, I like. I don't like that for you. Like, I don't like it. Like, I like. I feel like I feel things because I, I can imagine me being in the room and talking with someone for heck for you know for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, let alone two hours, yeah. and not be asked a single question. I've, I've been in those settings where it, it's like it's pretty clear when you're done. Like, wow. This was it, it, I could have been talking into a mirror because the mirror certainly wasn't going to be asking me any questions. Right there. There is this it's 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 this felt sense. And, you know, one of the things that we, when we, we talk about in this in this chapter on inquire, one of the things that we quickly realize are, are a couple of things. One is that that questions, uh, you know, we, we humans uh, weren't weren't the first to come up with them. Mm. Uh, the biblical text would suggest that it's God who comes up with these questions. God, God is the one who asks us questions. That's number one, that God is like he's been asking questions for a long time. So he's really good at it. So he's good at asking the kinds of questions. Number two, um, we often we, we, we see pretty quickly from the Genesis three account that uh, Adam and Eve, given that they, you know, they would gotten the news before that if they eat of the fruit, they're going to die. And so you figure when God comes for them, God's coming. You know, like, why do I? I've been, why would I assume anything else other than like he's coming to kill me? And so when God asks the first question, where are you? Uh, it would be easy not to presume if I'm Adam, like I'm not thinking that he's just curious a about my geographical location or that he's coming with much kindness. Mm. Like I can imagine, you know, I, I can imagine I'm, it's my dad, right? Like, where are you? Kind of question. And I think that what we, what we uh, fail to see is that a couple of things. One is that, Questions are ways for us. Uh, they are ways for us to make bids for intimacy. And one of the things that we we notice about questions is that uh, as humans, we ask lots and lots of questions, uh, legitimately so that on the surface appear to be an attempt to acquire information. How many cups of flour do I need to put into this cake? Um, you know, what's the like? How much money does this cost? I I, I want to know those things. And it, and at first glance it would say like oh yeah that's that's information that I, I right but there are many times when we ask questions that are actually cover for statements that are too difficult for us to make hmm. so when well yeah okay I mean, so wait, this, what what tell, i don't i don't i don't understand this this happens this happens all the time um i'll if i'm in a speaking engagement and i ask uh, one of the one of the examples that I give in the book, I, 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 and, and we have a and a session. People are asking questions. And I alert people that when we have a and a session that, you know, you you run the risk of having now a, like a three minute individual psychotherapy session in front of 300 people <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah. because because when you ask a question, what we still what we correct is when, when we ask when we ask, uh, why did my son not come home from Iraq? That's not a question. Mm. That's a question that is framing a statement of agony that is too great for me to be able to name. And behind that statement of agony is also the longing for my son to be alive. I want something. But sometimes 
I'm too afraid to name what I want. I'm assuming that what I want is not possible. I'm assuming that what I want is also touching parts of me that are so grief stricken that it's just easier for me to ask a question. It's easier for someone to ask a question of me as this woman did in the example that I give. She asked the question, what can I do to help my friend want to get help from her drinking? And of course, it's a, it's a completely reasonable question until I ask in return, how would knowing the answer to this question be helpful? And what we come to find out is that she wants to be able to help her friend, but she can't help her friend. And when she's not able to help her friend, she feels really inadequate. And she's really worried that her friend is going to, with her drinking, get into so much trouble that there's going to be really bad consequences. And this person is going to feel responsible. And then we start to ask the next question, which is, well, how long have you felt responsible for other people's welfare? And she says, I can't remember a time when I wasn't. What she's really wanting is what she wants to be able to say is I'm, I'm longing for, uh, I, I want to be okay without being responsible for things that I'm not responsible. That's a longing that she has, but it's all covered with a question. And we do this all the time. We ask dozens of questions all the time that are really less about what we're asking we're asking, we're not really asking for information. It's a cover for my naming something that I want, but I'm afraid I'm not going to get. Hmm. And we have this, in the progression of the book, we've been talking about what does it mean for us to live in the house of the Lord so that we can dwell. We can dwell in this space where we are with people. And we are with people who then gaze upon our woundedness and we gaze upon theirs. And once we are comfortable enough for this, we discover we can start to ask really poignant questions. Questions that are important to ask that are also related to great longing. And we talk about these four particular questions that we look at that God asks, that God in Genesis and Jesus asks, three questions that Jesus asks. The first question that God asks of Adam is, where are you? And of course, this is a question that, you know, Kathy, you didn't get asked in your two-hour conversation with your neighbors. Right. Your neighbors didn't in, one, in, in any way ask, where are you? Not just what's your address, but like, where are you in all kinds of ways? What are you feeling? What do you sense? Like, what's the state of your life? All the things. Where are you? And we need someone who could be regularly asking us that question in the same way that God is asking Adam a legitimate question. He wants to engage. What he's really saying to Adam is, I want to engage with you about where you are right now. Hmm. Even though I know, like, that I know the information isn't really the issue. The issue is like, this is a, this question is a bid for intimacy. It's a bid for me naming what I want with you, Adam. Adam, in his fear, doesn't let God have that conversation. We get to the second question is then in John chapter 1. It's Jesus' first words in John's gospel when he turns to the disciples of John the Baptist coming, to, coming after him. Jesus turning saw them and asked, what do you want? This is a question number two from God. What do you want? And naming what we want, naming our longings is really hard for us to do, right? When Jesus asked me, Kurt, what do you want? I first asked him in return, uh, could you please tell me what my uh, options are? Because I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to answer this the wrong way. I want to get the right answer to this. Naming what we want is crucially important. And it is an exercise that we often don't enter into because we worry or because perhaps Naming what I wanted at some point in my past was connected with shame or connected with trauma in such a way that it, not to name what I want feels too dangerous. 
or to name what I want, I'm going to get in trouble for being too selfish or wanting too much. So Jesus, but Jesus asks us this question and he wants us to be engaged in the, it's a bid for intimacy with John's disciples. This is what Jesus is getting at. And then he gets to the third question in Matthew 20, where he says, you know, this is where James and John's mother, you know, she's like, look, you've had my boys out. They've not been fishing. Like it's not helping their retirement plan. I'd like, I'd like a way to like fund their IRA. Could you please make them, you know, sit on your right and your left when you come into your kingdom? And he says, uh, you don't know what you're asking. And he turns to them, turns to the disciples and says, can you drink the cup? Mm. This is question number three. Can you drink the cup? Because like any good physician, Jesus is making sure that people are well aware that if we're going to enter into this life of following after him, there are going to be side effects. Any movement toward healing, any movement toward hope always involves side effects because evil has no intention of going quietly into the night. Mm -hmm. Our growth in Jesus, our what we would call sanctification, is going to require a certain suffering, necessarily, as things get stripped away from me. And Jesus asks the question, can you drink this cup that I'm about to drink? It's important for us to be able to say and name, here are the places where I'm drinking the cup, and this is really hard for me. I need to have someone ask me where I am. I need to have someone be asking me what I want. Hmm. I need someone to be able to ask me, Kurt, in what places are in your life are you suffering because you're following after Jesus? Where is life hard? And then the fourth question where Jesus comes to Peter in John 21 and he asks him, do you love me? Of course, this is Jesus and Peter on the beach after the resurrection. And as the writer demonstrates Jesus asks three times, presumably in response and mirroring the three denials of Peter. What Jesus is actually doing is Jesus is going for, he is not allowing shame to hide out under any stone in Peter's life. Jesus knows that the answer to this question at some level is like, well, we all know that we all know that there's a part of me that doesn't love you because if I did with my whole heart, I wouldn't have thrown you under the bus six weeks ago. Right. Right. And so let's just be truthful in which we say, and Jesus is saying, like, I know, I know about the part of you, the part of you that doesn't love me yet, that is still ashamed of what happened six weeks ago. And that's the part I'm coming for right now. That's the part that I'm coming to love. And so I also need someone who's asking me, Kurt, what parts of you don't love me, don't love Jesus? Mm-hmm. But what parts? Not as an, not as an accusation, but as an attempt to invite me into a space where that stone can be turned over and shame is revealed and healing can walk in the door. But I can't do that. I can't ask these questions. I can't inquire. I can't inquire of others. I can't have others on a regular basis inquiring with me if I'm not first dwelling and gazing. And if we want to become people of beauty and goodness, if we want to become outposts of that beauty and goodness in our world, whether it's in our churches, in our schools, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, it's going to be crucial that we are dwelling, gazing, so that we can inquire. And these are things that we have to be trained to do. And I would say, Kathy, somewhere along the line, uh, I I would dare say that um, your neighbors uh, grew up in homes where someone actually had not been curious about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that because no one was curious about them, they also have not learned how to be curious about themselves and therefore of other people. And I wish that were different. 
That's Dr. Kurt Thompson. The new book is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. It is so good. Fabulous. We love it. Kurt, we love you too. Thank Thanks you. for being with us Always again. Always pleasure. Love you guys. All love right. you. We'll see you. Take a quick break. Come back. Does it make sense? We don't have a base in the black and Latino community. We can't branch out. You've got to have a strategy, and that's at least my strategy. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. From executive producer Larry Elder. The first conscious act in organizing our people is to let them know who they are. Comes the highly anticipated film from director Justin Malone. If you think you're an American, you will fight to protect the interests of capitalist America. An eye-opening expose on the demoralization of America. If you know you ain't no American, you'll fight to destroy every aspect of American capitalism. Rioting, burning, and looting began. And there's no police Watch the film that is waking people up. A cinematic page turn. Mind-blowing. Excellent. Eye-opening. A masterpiece. A sequel that stands on its own. Uncle Tom Part 2. An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. When assigned to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Each year, thousands of women are enslaved and sold like property in the U.S., and Pittsburgh ranks among the top 10 cities for human trafficking. But that's about to change. Thanks to Refuge for Women, the nation's largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, providing safe housing and specialized long-term care free of charge to women escaping this criminal industry, an expensive undertaking, one that deserves our support. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org Pittsburgh. Clear skies expected for tonight. It'll be good weather for sleeping. Tonight we'll see a low of 60. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. A nice day on tap with a high of 80. Clear skies for tomorrow night. Great evening for football. The low 58. As we wrap up the week Friday, we'll see mostly sunny skies. Expect a high Friday of 83. Saturday, partly sunny. The high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Someone knocking on your door to sell something. Hmm. In this day and age, you're more likely to get shot. <laughs> Aren't you surprised when someone does that? Yes. I'm always shocked. Yes. I'm like, what? Uh, hey. <laughs> right. So whether it's someone who's coming to sell like a, a learning philosophy for your kids, you know, some kind of like right, right. book and, you know, online journey, or it's someone who's coming to sell, you know, insect removal right? or someone who's a Jehovah's Witness. Or an environmental people have showed up at my house. Yes, me too. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Girl Scout cookies. Well, that's a whole other story, right? I, I, I have a couple of thoughts about it. I mean, I applaud them for their bravery. Me too. Because when my kids did that as, as Cub Scouts, door to door, we had to go through this whole thing. With hoagies and right. that sort and of Here's thing, how right. this works, guys. And, you know, right. and, and it's, it's an act of courage mm-hmm. to be able to it go is. and do that and yes. close a sale, basically. I agree. So I want to be kind and gentle. At the same time, I really don't want to hear the whole patter. I don't, I'm not really invested. You, you know, you're coming into my space and you're making me pay attention to you for however long. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't make any it makes sense. sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make a single bit of sense. In this day when people would rather not be, you know, have their private life open to the world, but you're looking, it's the worst possible time to be knocking on somebody's door to ask them something. It works because it's so unusual. It's so out of the mm, box. Okay. That's why. It is out of the box. I still say it doesn't right. make sense. All right. Does this make sense? Mm. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, no. You're going to hurt my feelings. Blue hair. Green hair, purple hair. Billy Eilish. I see that all the time. I think. I think. What it, I don't understand. I don't understand it, and I'm sure it's a cultural, generational thing. Mm-hmm. The, but the person exhibiting said hair, it's not beautiful. Right. It's always like a hot mess. Right. And it's. I don't think it's supposed to be beautiful. I think it's supposed to be a statement. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> a statement that I'm not part of. And I'm not, I'm not trying to judge, but it just doesn't look good. No. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They look at me and go, what, you, know, you, you, you old bald guy, you don't look good either. So uh-huh. mind your own business. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So you don't think blue hair makes no, sense? No, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't see anything appealing about it. I don't think it makes sense either. Don't knock on our doors with blue hair. Because <laughs> that don't make any sense at all. <laughs> 1.5 WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Windows are us. You try to rest, now try the best. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things, Saturday, September 3rd at Wild Things Park as they take on the Windy City Thunderbolts at 7.05. Come early for the 20th anniversary poster series giveaway to the first 1,000 fans while supplies last and stick around as players share personal stories of faith and testimony after the game and stop by the Word FM table to say hi. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. It's gonna be wild. Saturday, September 3rd. Get tickets now at wordfm.com slash wildthings. The Catholic Men's Fellowship of Western Pennsylvania presents the 14th Annual Gathering of Men Conference, Created New, Saturday, September 24th at Gateway High School in Monroeville. A day for men to rediscover their connection with God and renew their bonds with each other. Featuring a powerful lineup of speakers, worship, and Holy Communion to call us out of isolation and remind us what it means to be created anew. For details, visit the Catholic Men's Fellowship of Western Pennsylvania today at cmfpitt.org. Cycles is now home to BMW Motorcycles. Join me, John Steigerwald, tomorrow at 4 to 6 p.m. for the grand opening of their newly redesigned BMW showroom. I'll be broadcasting live and giving away great prizes, including $100 dining certificates to Fox Chapel's Brick and Barrel and McKee's Rock's Jabby Joe's. And somebody's going to win a $400 remote starter or detailing package from Team Nuts in Castle Shannon. Plus 10% off apparel and accessories tomorrow. Pitt Cycles in Warrendale. Visit PittsCycles.com. Caregiving is a really hard, uh, thankless, thankless and um, taxing situation to be in. And some people are caregivers for a uh, a season. Some people are caregivers for life. Oh my gosh! You well, know, your father in law. Yep. He was a caregiver for yep, decades, my, right? Yeah. My uh, my mother in law uh, found out she had MS when she was in her thirties. And uh, she lived until she was 82. And uh, my father-in-law was a caregiver for most of that time. Yeah. So it's uh, it's and, and for people who are from the outside looking in, it's not that you don't care. It's not that you but it's you don't know what to do. You can't insert yourself into someone else's family. Right. You can't uh, take away the pain of it because it it is it's just it's the reality of it but you see someone struggling with it and you think i i wish i could step in and do something um and so oftentimes you just kind of walk away and just kind of say you know i'm praying for you i don't know what else to do well that's where the church steps in right because the church can be a great resource for caregivers Mm -hmm, for sure but a lot of people don't have a church. 
And a lot of people who do have a church aren't good at letting people from the church help them. And probably in many instances, the church is not so great in responding. Right, Meals are one thing. A lot of churches have meal ministries where the deacons are able to make and deliver meals. And then there's, you know, the, the, the meal chain, right? But just the, the day-to-day of getting up, getting dressed, getting bathed, changing, you know, mm-hmm. dirty linens, dirty underwear. Paying yeah, bills. All that. It's an awful lot. Figuring I mean, out car repairs or alterations to a car to uh, accommodate a, a disability, you know, fig- adding, putting an addition on a house or converting a room into something for a family member. I mean, these are really very, very hard decisions and You've processes. I have done this. I've done it. I mean, I've done yeah. it. Uh, the thing about our family, I'm one of seven kids. So the caregiving was spread out amongst all seven of us. Sure. Um, a lot of people we know, you know, are only only children yep. or other people living out of, you know, out of the city. And not to say that you're stuck with it, but in some ways you are stuck with it's it. Your, right. It's, it's your it's your it's your job. It's a full time job for a lot of people. Yep. And uh, yeah, when I was caring for my parents um, and they didn't live with me, um, but they lived close by. It was what I did. The moment I woke up in the morning, and that was what I was doing until I went to bed. It was uh, other than my job and trying to connect with my my own, you know, husband and kids. That's what I did. That was all I did. For how long? Uh, probably a better part of four years. So, do you feel maybe five years? I mean, I would imagine, and you know, again, I've not done this like you've done it, or many, many people. You're isolated. Your life's on hold, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you, that's your focus is on the other person. Yep. So your cares, your needs, your desires are far secondary. Oh. Yeah, like you going to the doctor doesn't happen. You going to the dentist doesn't happen. You going to, you know, get new shoes or whatever doesn't happen. That's just the way it is. And I'm not saying like cry me a river. I was, I was very, very grateful that I was able to do that for my mom and dad. I really was. I would never have had it in another way, but it is a different way of living. It just is. And nobody, it's not a different way of living that some, that you decide to do. It's something that comes upon, comes upon you. Right. Yeah. Um, and all that time, did you feel as though if I had the resources, someone else I could hire to step in? I did think about that. But there are a lot of family dynamics at play, you know, where I, I just. Is there money spending the money? Right. And is that is that going to be right for my mom and dad to have a stranger come in? Yep. And I don't know that stranger and right. what are they going to do? And it's not like I ever thought, well, I would be better at caregiving than they are. It's not that. It's just a matter of familiarity of, you know, you want your parents to be as happy as they can be while sure. they're going through whatever they're going through. And so getting used to an anonymous person in their house, that's a very, very hard thing. Right. We did that with my in-laws. Um, but there was a stranger that showed up? There was a stranger there. We had around-the-clock nursing care when my father-in-law got sick and my my uh, mother-in-law had advanced MS. And that is not – that is a, a difficult circumstance filled with a lot of people who are doing a terrific job and a lot of people that are barely doing the job. Mm. 
And it's hard. So you have to really keep on top of that to make sure it's happening. And so you end up putting so much time into into double checking the people who are taking care of your parents that you might as well just do it. Right, right. My sister and brother-in-law, they live in, in Virginia. Um, they're, they're doing exactly this with uh, my brother-in-law's parents. They are, uh, he's a retired pastor and his wife, they're both in their 90s. Uh, living in a house next door to my my sister and brother in law, mm-hmm. they bring people in during the day. But like what you're saying is, is that's what made me think of this. It resonates because some of the people come in excellent, other people not so. So my sister says to me, you know, and she's not complaining because she loves her her in laws very much. It's just a full time job that you know right. you're there. 24-7, and when someone's there, you're worried about the people that are there taking care of them because maybe they're not, you know, the needs aren't being met. It's such a difficult thing. And, of course, look, with the aging of America. This is going to happen a lot it's more. It's a real common story for a lot of yep. people in their in their family lives. Now, and the luxury is that you could afford someone, but for many, many people, that doesn't, that sure, luxury doesn't exist. Right. So then what? And right. Yeah. And let me just say again, it's not, you know, if you decide you're going to look for a new job, you're looking for a job and then you're saying yes to the job. But this oftentimes has no warning attached to it. Everything's going along fine. And then all of a sudden it's not. And then you have you're in a crisis mode and you have to figure it out on the fly without a lot of planning. And, you know, it's just it can be really taxing. Okay, so the church is good at a lot of things. Now, I want, and different churches are good at different things. Right. I wonder, is there a parachurch ministry out there that provides this? That's a good question. I mean, I can't imagine it would be free, first of all, right? Because you're requiring people's full, it's a full-time job. Right. So someone's going to be, comp- but I wonder, like, you know, um, you know, what's the place out in Oakmont, uh, Presbyterian Senior Care, right? I mean, that's a big, have you driven by there? Have you been there? I don't think it's I have. Big, I'm not in Oakmont very often. I mean, I've driven by there any number of times. And you think, well, that's that looks like a beautiful place. What are those places like, you know, the, the people, the Christ is in their lives and they you know, there are resources that are available for people. I wonder what that looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe that's something that I should look at a little differently and, and see if there are resources available for people. Because I'm sure, like you said, Kath, it just happens. It's not like, there's, oh, I'm going to plan for this to happen. Right. Yeah, it's probably 5% of the time that you see something coming and can plan for it. The other 95, you're yeah, blindsides you and right, you're just, you left your own devices. You're fetching and catching trying to figure it out. Anyway, uh, we're looking forward to talking to Lisa Anderson about this topic over the next couple of weeks. Um, and so it just came into our heads today as something yep. that's good to... That she's done this. She's done this. Uh, I've done this. I'm sure countless of you out there have done this and are doing this right now. So we're going to keep this conversation going over the next few weeks on The Ride Home. We're glad you're here. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. 
MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Our little brother says the word dodo word 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So, don't be a... And we're done. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a lesson number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Want to save 50% on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Visit Blindster through September 8th to save 50% off any order during their Labor Day sale. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I had a friend who, uh, when he would come to my house, first, this is weird, he's a good buddy. First thing he'd want to do was, you got any pickle juice? I'm what? like, What? He would go into my fridge. This is like college. Like, you know, I rarely have pickles. Go into my fridge and get the the jar of pickles and drink the pickle juice. Okay, first of all, that's disgusting that he would put his mouth on college your pickle guys. jar. This is college yeah, okay. guys. He would drink the pickle juice. But that does sound delicious to me. It's, uh, I mean, I love pickles. But the idea of drinking pickle brine. Oh, it's so delicious. It's, I mean, it's a lot of salt. Yeah. If you if you work out a lot, if you're a runner, it's good for you sure. after a run. But most people are not working out to a degree well, that that makes any sense. He was an athlete. He also would drink dirty martinis. Oh, which right. is you know heavy duty olives. What's and, that? Is that just the olive stuff? The stuff from the olive as brine? Many olives you can fit in there, and a little yeah. splash of pickle juice. Yeah, or, you know, your gin or vermouth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you were talking earlier about um, pickle juice as a marinade. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw a, an article, an ode. To pickle oh, juice, all right. which goes into detail about the dirty uh, martini and the marinade 
the the article written by Samantha Maxwell at Paste says that she has used pickle juice as a marinade for years. Chicken in the fridge, I need to use it up and don't know what to do with it. You would not believe the difference a couple of hours in a pickle juice can make for your chicken. It takes on a salty, savory flavor that makes even the toughest, most boring chicken breast recipe come alive mm-hmm. in juicy, briny glory. Um, she also uses pickle juice to enhance a salad. Pickle juice is a great substitute for plain vinegar. Mm. In fact, it's even better. Mm. When plain distilled oh, vinegar good. offers plenty of acidity, pickle juice offers that plus all the flavor of the seasoning. Um, pickle brine is at its best when it's alone, unadored, sitting in a chilled jar, just waiting for me to take a swig. One morning after I had imbibed in one too many martinis, I bravely hobbled across my studio apartment to open the fridge door and gaze inside. And there I saw pickle juice, hands shaking, she says. I reached for the bottle, unscrewed the metal lid with one deft movement, took a tiny tentative sip. The relief that washed over me was immediate. Apparently, that uh, goes well beyond the health benefits. Uh, downing that much sodium on a regular uh, basis uh, counteracts the benefits of the electrolytes. I bet it does. For those who love salty, savory, umani flavors, mm. pickle juice is far more delicious than even the finest of Mott's apple offerings. Unfortunately, buying jars of pickles on the regular just for that sweet uh, nectar can be expensive. So she purchases full gallons of pickle juice on Amazon. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Full, full gallons. I never knew that was a thing. I did not either. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you, so you just throw yours away? Well, I mean, after this conversation, you're going to be keeping it. I always look at it like I wish I, you know, and my wife's an excellent cook, right? But she kind of blows by. No, it. she shouldn't. It's so delicious. Seriously, if you put it in tuna salad, it will. It takes your tuna salad from here really? to sky high. Okay, remember at the beginning of the pandemic, um, there was uh, even still, um, there was a like uh, my great sort of like um, splurge. Is buying Clausen's pickles. Oh, I know you got so into those. I love those, I but you could not find Clausen's right? pickles. Right, I remember that. So there were these other brands that came. Yes, and there was this brand that we bought that had dill, like big a big chunk of dill. It was gorgeous to look oh, at. Boar's head. I don't know what it was. Okay, but anyway, it was just so pretty when it was all done. And to I have said, a carrot in there too. Yeah, yeah, I was like, boar's head. Okay, I so said let's just leave it in the fridge so I can just look at it when I right, open up the fridge once right, in a while. Right, there's dill and a little and a, a slice of carrot in there. Beautiful. And I, I always, it's so exciting when I get to the end because whoever eats the last pickle gets to eat that. That's our <laughs> rule. Gets the carrot. That's our rule. <laughs> so delicious. Yeah. Those are great pickles, boar's head. Mm-hmm. And the, the slices, the slices are super thin. Yes. Paper thin. They're so good on sandwich. They're, oh, they're my favorite. So the pandemic brought out all these different pickle brands and yeah, styles I've never that se- I never had I had before. never seen those boar's head Neither pickles until, the, until COVID. You're right. right. And I've there never were off seen brands them. as well. All of a sudden, you go, what? All of a sudden, they started showing up, not yep. in jars, but in plastic containers because right. the jars had gone away. Right. Anyway, for me, the Clausen mini dills. Oh, oh, yeah. I've never had those. Oh, my gosh. I'm bringing you a bottle. Okay. I would love to Next try those. Time, oh, they're heavenly. Heavenly. Okay. And maybe I should bring in the boar's head sandwich slices because they're amazing. They're it's, absolutely amazing. So it makes me think like, you know. Something like that, which I think is a throwaway. There's got to be many oh, yeah. things like that. I'm that sure are out there, there is. Now I can't wait to make salad dressing with pickle juice. I've never done that because mm, you make your own salad right. dressing, right? So, and I just made it this morning. So, too, too late. I can't put some in. But next time I make salad dressing, I'm going to try that. We have your salad dressing at home. 
Thank you. We call it Kathy salad dressing. I appreciate that. Yeah, we do. Isn't it delicious? It's excellent. It's the greatest. It's preferred. It's just, it's the standard. Mm-hmm. It is just, I, it's just so great. Speaking of the salad dressing, I saw the uh, two of Paul Newman's children who, uh, if it's bottled dressing, I, I like the Newman's dressing. Sure. Uh-huh. They've sued the Newman because company. they feel like the Newman company is not representing yes. their father appropriately. Right. And they've been missing some, not for themselves, but for the foundations that they've put together. Yeah. So they know their dad better than anybody else. So do. I feel like if they're bringing the suit, I hope that it's something that's valid. merit. Yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway. Pickle Don't juice. you like to see his little drawn face on this? I do. Labels? I love his little face. I do too. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we talk about Jesus. We talk about Inquire. Mm-hmm. We talk about caregiving, mm-hmm. pickle juice. Yeah, we talked about uh, clapping and standing up for pastors who've admitted to sinning. Blue hair, door knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether it's okay to, for pastors to be friends with women. Chapter and verse. It's all here on The Ride Home. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.